Something that I find fascinating about the queer exploration, whether that's related to gender, sexuality, creativity, or something else, is how even though we're all moving through the same basic landscape and we're all dealing with the same set of primal creative variables, the outcome of the exploration is always different. And not only that, but the experience is different, the interpretation is different, the impact is different, and so on. But again, all of this difference is happening within the same fundamental creative structure. Because the creative landscape is just that, right? It's the creative landscape. It's not creativity according to you, and it's not gender according to science, and it's not sexuality according to me. It's just the naturally occurring primal creative environment, which we all exist within. And according to life, according to the way of things, there are, of course, certain natural laws which govern that creative environment. And so it doesn't matter what we think about those laws, right? Like, it doesn't even matter if we're aware of those laws. What is, is always going to be what is. And that's exactly why so much of spirituality is focused on helping people come into alignment with what is. Because when you're in harmony with the way of things and you're living life on life's terms, well, you experience a sort of flow, right? And I think the reason that we like being in the flow so much is because the flow is just what feels most natural to us. And even though we still have to work hard and we still have to feel pain and experience challenge, of course, when we meet life's challenges and circumstances from within the flow, things seem to just like work themselves out. As opposed to when we're not in the flow and we're pushing back and we're controlling and we're holding on, life kind of goes in the opposite direction, right? And so our situations just tend to overwhelm us and they consume us and they weigh us down in the same way that swimming upstream is exhausting and unsustainable, that living life in opposition to the way of things is just going to be, a, it's like not efficient, right? And it's not really an intelligent way to live our lives. And so that's why if we want to explore our queer nature and we want to have a successful journey, the bottom line is that we need to do so while in alignment with the way of things. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. How can we explore our queer nature and do it from within the flow? And then how can we harness that natural momentum of life in order to carry us to our destination? So when I was younger, I was under the impression that I was in charge of my life. I looked at my circumstances and my associated challenges 
and I just assumed that all of this was like up to me. You know, I was the doer and I was the main character and I was like this controlling entity and my role or my purpose was to enact my will upon life. Or at least that's just what I thought was happening. And it, I don't think that it's even like I made a conscious choice to live like this. It was more like this is just what I was taught to do. And since I really didn't know any different and I didn't have access to any alternative thought processes, I think I was just sort of like mimicking my examples. And so over time, I just got really good at qualities like uh, manipulating, uh, controlling, convincing, deceiving, and so on. And so before long, my life had turned into a sort of like sandcastle in the sky. And so sure, it was there, and it somewhat resembled my desire system at the time, but it was so fragile and it was so temperamental that even the slightest breeze threatened to destroy it. And so as a result of this, I found life to just be incredibly draining because I had to constantly protect my world from not only the natural elements, meaning like the ebb and flow of life, but also I had to protect myself from people, from ideas and experiences and opportunities and so on. So basically, anything that didn't align with my imagined reality, which was pretty much all of life at that time, <laughs> well, it just, all of that caused me to feel totally out of control. But again, I didn't know that any of this was actually happening. You know, I didn't know that I was living inside of a sort of fishbowl. I didn't know that my way of being was completely out of alignment. You know, I just knew that my world was very small and that it needed to be protected from all sorts of perceived threats. And it's kind of funny because without even realizing it, my queer nature was actually one of the main threats that I was trying to protect myself from. And even though I didn't consciously realize that I was queer at the time, I think that subconsciously, I was doing everything in my power to deny and repress anything that had to do with like gender, sexuality, creativity, self-expression, so on. And so obviously at some point, the bubble popped and my world came crashing down. And it was at that time that I found myself face to face with all of these parts of myself that I was previously terrified of. And it was at this point that I was presented with the seemingly impossible task of reintegrating those aspects of my being back into my life. And so it's through that reintegration process, which is actually just a healing process, and we could also just call it a queer exploration. Well, it was during that process that I started learning how the world actually works. Because by this point, I knew that it was time for me to face reality. And I knew that I wanted to honor my queer nature. But at the same time, I was so conditioned and so traumatized that I didn't actually know how to move forward. Meaning, like I didn't know what was illusion and what was reality. And I didn't know what my needs were or how to meet them. And 
I didn't know how to live inside of my body or like calm my mind. And yeah, I didn't even know what my intuition was and, and then what was fantasy. And so, I mean, I think in general, I was just a mess. And so to put it mildly, let's just say that I was intimidated by the logistics of walking the queer healing path. <laughs> so can anybody relate out there? <laughs> so I think that thankfully, over time, as I got more firmly established on this healing path, and I had some really powerful learning experiences, well, my journey seemed to just like work itself out. You know, sure, I was faced with extreme challenge and I did have to put in what felt like tremendous effort. But as I like reflect back on where I was and then I compare that to where I am now and I consider all the things that it took to get here, this process of aligning my way of being with reality, well, this idea of going with the flow seems to be at the heart of my process. And it's like over years, as I gradually opened and softened and relaxed, what I can say is that on an energetic level, this process really feels a lot like flowing downstream. And it feels like allowing more and more parts of myself to just flow down this river of life. And of course, I'm not just speaking in terms of my queer nature, but instead, I mean, flowing downstream with like my entire being. But the reason I'm applying this idea of being in the flow to the queer experience is because, well, like for one, how many of us are experiencing a fractured state of being where it feels like the queer parts of ourselves are desperately holding on to the sidelines? And then two, how challenging is it for us to completely embrace and honor those parts of ourselves in a way that feels balanced and mindful? And three, how good does it feel and how transformational is it when we finally go through the healing process and reintegrate those parts of ourselves back into our lives? And so as far as I can tell, that queer healing process is really synonymous with letting go of the riverbank and aligning ourselves with reality and allowing for the naturally occurring momentum of life to carry us to our destination. So first, we let go of our ideas about the world. We let go of control. We stop manipulating. We stop defending. We stop lamenting. We give up our mental games. And in general, we stop using the mind as a knowing, grasping, controlling entity. And we just let go. And then from there, we begin aligning ourselves with reality by using the natural world as a learning model. We observe the plants, we listen to the trees, we befriend the animals, we talk to the flowers, we commune with the sun, we pray to the earth, and in general, we become an apprentice of life. We look at our circumstances, we look at our challenges, we look at our immediate surroundings, and we ask, what is it that you are here to teach me? Dysphoria, 
What wisdom can you offer me? The disapproving parents. How are you actually blessing my life? Backward society. In which healing direction are you pointing me? And as we both let go of our imagined world and we lean into the world as it is, without it asking it to be any different, we metaphorically plant ourselves into the soil of our own evolution. We give up trying to control our circumstances, we let go of our desired reality, and we just dive into the river of our own being. And we give ourselves permission to float downstream right alongside all of our trauma and our pain and we embrace everything as it is because in our hearts we can sense that this very river with all of its specifics well this is the river that we have been given by the great creator and if we can just trust in that process and go with the flow of our own evolution we understand that the naturally occurring momentum of life, which exists at the core of our being, is the very thing that is going to carry us to our destination. And as that process is happening, naturally and organically, we trust that, just like the hummingbird, the things we need are going to show up at exactly the right time. And just like the salmon, we understand that our instincts are guiding us back home. And just like the earth, we know that the great sun is illuminating our entire world. And from within that eternal river of light, we flow. <laughs>